sports. A scandal is shaking the world of men's college basketball. Federal prosecutors announced Tuesday that 10 people have been charged with fraud and corruption for allegedly accepting bribes. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the Kings, you best not miss. Tony Bland is one of four coaches accused of accepting bribes in exchange for their influence, including Lamont Evans of Oklahoma State, Chuck Person at Auburn, and Emmanuel Richardson at the University of Arizona. This look like money. Money be green. Tony Bland is in his fifth season with the Trojans here at USC. Prosecutors say he and the other coaches accepted thousands of dollars for steering young players to certain managers and advisors. We don't get it twisted. I do some dirt too, but I ain't never put my gun on nobody who wasn't in the game. A man must have a code. The game is rigged, but you cannot lose if you do not play. Altogether, 10 people were charged, including an employee at the Adidas Sportswear Company. He's accused of funneling money to high school players in exchange for committing to colleges the company sponsors. I hear the music, I'm gonna dance. The game ain't in me no more. The University of Louisville fired men's basketball head coach Rick Pitino on Monday, nearly three weeks after the school was implicated in a national bribery scandal. Look, man, I do what I can do to help y'all, but the game is out there, and it's either play or get played. You know, when I ran a shop and my numbers dropped, I damn sure did something about it. Marlo Stansfield, Chuck Person. The rifleman. You know what? I look at you these days, you know what I see? I see a man without a country on a Sunday morning. Just never on no Sunday, man. We also have Avon Barksdale. He is Lamont Evans. Take a deep breath. Proposition might fall kindly on your ear. We coming at this all wrong. <laughs> see, you the one with the high guard. You should speak your mind. My sister's boy, he do the drop. We call you and give up the spot. That's simple enough. Prop Joe. <laughs> That's gotta be Tony Bland, the coach from USC. Oh, hell no. Y'all ain't laying nobodies on me, man. Lawyer time, cheese. Emmanuel Richardson, the associate head coach of University of Arizona. See, that ain't the way it works, yo. It ain't. Cause like, I don't want out here all day taking a chance, right? Okay, now that's Frog. So which one is he? James Gatto. Director of Global Sports Marketing <laughs> for Adidas. Did you know Beaks Adidas overtook Nike's number one selling shoe yeah. this year? Uh -huh. Now we see why. Jay recognized this theme rep, the Veronica Avenue boys. All right then. All those in favor of going together so we can get the best discount on New York package. Raise up. The chair recognizes Idris Elba as Stringer Bell. Who's playing him, Dave? Who you Rashawn got? Michelle, a tailor in Atlanta. Now, what's his role, a tailor? Well, he makes the suits, so when these young brothers go on these draft shows, they're not paying for these clothes. So it reminds me of Stringer Bell, because Stringer Bell was trying to go legit. He wore business suits. He wants to take the, the drug game to the, to the out the street level to the business level. So that's my man, Rashawn Michelle. And matter of fact, Chuck Person wanted him out the deal. We deal with you for your second. No one else. No one else knows our names. No one else contacts Rick Pitino. The Greek never got caught in the wire. Rick Pitino got fired from the University of Louisville. His house is up for sale. He's going to sue the school for unlawful termination, probably get a cut on the check. And I wouldn't be surprised two years later, he'll be back in the league in the NBA. Let me tell you something, man. 
My neck of the woods, it's a jungle out there. Everybody living hand to mouth, improvising, hustling, make do with as little as you can imagine. Hell, that uh, that uh, TV show, what was the uh, Survivor? Man, they want some good contestants. They need to come around Westside. Christian Dawkins is the financial advisor. He reminds me of State Senator Clay Davis, one of the most crooked state senators in the wire in Baltimore, but definitely a relationship like Christian Dawkins. Reminds me of that character. Now, people don't realize Dawkins was being investigated by the SEC, not the Southeastern Conference, but the Securities Exchange Commission for fraud. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yo, this the hi hat. Say what? Y'all still let him car out? I want some of that pepper steak. If he's dumping them here, he's dumping them deep in the woods. June Kim, the assistant U.S. attorney, and he reminds me of Lester Freeman. So Mr. Kim is the attorney who ran the wire tapes, ran the uh, investigation, and he's the one that's gonna try to bring this whole industry down. Similar to Lester Freeman going after Avon Barksdale and later Marlowe. So we see there's some similarities. The drug game, high stakes, Division One basketball. If you listen to our podcast, we already talked about that a month ago. And what do we find out? Money. Chuck Person would take some of this money and give to these families. What do we say? They need to be paid. Chuck Person made $240,000, but the head coach of Auburn, Bruce Pearl, probably makes $1.5 million. Dave, Bruce Pearl actually makes $2.2 million a year, and he signed a six-year deal with Auburn that's worth about $15 million. So, so we see Bruce Pearl makes five times as much as the associate head coach, and we see all the associate head coaches are African-American men. Why? Because they're reaching out to African-American male ball players. So just like in The Wire, the Greek, you have folks, or Marlowe, the head folks of the drug industry, they stay on top. They don't carry anything with them. They leave all the work for the runners. The runners, in this case, are these black associate head coaches. And yes, I'm making a comparison. So Rick Pitino, Bruce Pearl, and Mike, the guy Miller from the University of Arizona, they sit back in the mansion. They get to go to the booster parties, do all the handshaking. But the dirty work is being done by these African-American associate coaches who are trying themselves to become head coaches and move up in the organization, just like in The Wire. So similar. Yeah, I'm calling it, it's the same thing. It's how, as they always say in The Wire, it's the game, it's all in the game. And the game is Division I college basketball. So now there's a commission headed with, uh, uh, commissioned by uh, Condoleezza Rice, the former Secretary of State under George Bush. Now she's trying to clean things up. But they're going to arrive at the same conclusion. You got to pay these guys. Let's cut the nonsense. Rick Pitino made money from Adidas. They off the Adidas contracts from the University of Louisville. Now we see how this game is really played. And this is why the wire is so apropos. It's the same thing. There's a lot of similarities. Fraud, wiretaps, bribery. We saw it last week. We talked about it on this show about why these folks need to be paid and get rid of all these jobs. So all I'm saying, I'm not saying universities are pushing drugs or crack. We know that. 
But what I'm saying, what the whole show of The Wire is saying, what is politicians, Division I college basketball, football, there's a lot of similarities in what they call the game. Unwritten rules. How do you get ahead? And we see, and we saw that with this investigation. The money transferred, and everybody was shocked, surprised. I wasn't surprised. And it goes on in degrees, whether it's women's field hockey to U.S. I mean to water polo. There's different degrees, whether it's cash payment or it's low down to a, is to an increased stipend or who knows what. How do you get top talent in sports? IBM. You do what you have to do without someone letting you know. And that's why this whole investigation reminds me of that great show called The Wire. For those Wire fans, you know what I'm talking about. For those who are not Wire fans, please tune in. Well, first listen to our show, then tune into The Wire, and then you'll see, wow, they got, they've got a great idea when you talk about the industry of Division I college basketball players and why they must be paid. So, Dave, there's reports that Chuck Person and the other coaches might end up in prison. But does somebody like Rick Pitino go to jail also? No, he doesn't end up in prison. Uh, he's, like I say, sold his house in Louisville. He'll probably take a two-year break. Maybe end up back in the NBA. He might be a scout for Europe. He'll be back, trust me. But uh, like I said before, how these organizations work, like the Greek, they're way up on the top of the food chain. They're not down there doing the dirty street corner work. And that's how Patino's able to, you know, be hands-free. So probably he pretty much got fired because of guilt by association. He had his incident with the woman in the in the restroom, and then also with the sex with the sex thing with the recruits last year. So they had to cut bait. But again, he'll probably sue the school. They'll settle, get half his check, take two years off, go to some sort of rehab, some sort of you know self-reflective, find himself, and he'll be back in the game. They just can't get the, the coaching is their blood. So I'll definitely see him back somewhere. Yeah, but it seems like in order to compete, you have to cheat. Now, you know, does, is every program cheating just to keep up with the Joneses? What do you think? I think with the elite teams, you know, I think with any with the elite programs, there's only a limited amount of talent when you really think about it. Think about the top 10 programs four players play. So you figure out of top 10 programs, 30 to 40 elite players. That's it. That comes out of here. So there's an ESPN 300. Out that 300, maybe 20 or 25 will be elite talent. That's a small pool. And the kids know it themselves. So in order to be competitive, I need that top talent. And whatever I need to do, don't tell me about it. I mean, even John Wooden in the 30 for 30, he had a guy that would give the players money. They admitted it. So John Wooden's at the top of the hierarchy with his pyramid tells his dude, listen, do what you have to do, but don't tell me about it. That's how it works, right? So the Greeks at the top brings in the drugs, everyone sells it down, right? And then boom, that's how it works. That's why I made that comparison. It seems like the risk is worth the reward because of all the money that these programs generate, not only nationally, but locally as well, you know? These towns don't have pro sports teams. They grew up with this stuff. So you see why it's so valuable from an emotional, psychological, and also financial parking attendance. People sell programs. They can't wait to get in the Dean Dome next week. So we can also look, speaking about the Dean Dome, University of North Carolina, the African American Studies Department. There was a big investigation. And what happened? No one's getting punished. 
I wonder why. An article said, the program is the pride and joy of the state. Translation, they make us a lot of money and they're a major recruiting tool for non-athletes. Who doesn't want to be in the Dean Dome when Duke comes to town, yelling and screaming? Who doesn't want to tell their grandkids of the game when the star player in North Carolina scored 50 on Duke? That's the reality. So what happened, students are taking what they call shadow courses, independent courses, athletes and non-athletes. So the argument was by the internal investigation. When schools give internal investigation, it's almost like a good faith thing. I messed up, let us check ourselves, we'll do the report, come out with the report, and what the reports say. Athletes were being steered into these courses by academic advisors. Now, since non-athletes took it as well, they're saying nobody's wrong. The only guilt is they need to make stronger courses in, at the University of North Carolina. If they would have been busted, they would have gave up those two national championships and probably put on probation. So you start to see the hypocrisy, but you also see the reality. That's a blue blood program. University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy, and of course, rest in peace, Dean Smith. So I'm not surprised at the outcome. So they'll go into the African Studies Department, you know, make the courses harder, but the school continues, the program continues. So you just see how, as my man Lester Freeman saying, when you follow the money, we're all complicit in it. Those of us that watch it, those of us that buy the jerseys, all of us are part of this problem. Let's just be honest. Whether players played or not, they were steered. Why don't you take this course? Why don't you take that course? And this has been going on for 20 years in one department. It's almost like that guy Weinstein. Now those rumors about a sexual assault, people talk about stuff. You know, why don't you take that course in African American studies? Yeah, though, I'm gonna take that. But since it wasn't only for athletes, that was a good way for the committee to get around that. Well, these folks are slick. They're like the lawyer in the wire. They're slick. They know the game. And nothing happened to that program. Because why? Pride to the state, the community, and outside of that, it's a recruiting tool. And it's M-O-N-E-Y. As colleges are finding ways to bring in more tuition money, bring in build their brand, because it's, it's very competitive for University of North Carolina. They have to compete for students with Duke and other large public universities. So that sometimes get lost in what impact these sports teams have within American society. Yeah, well, the impact is the key word there. I, I know before we got started today that you actually did a little research, Dave, and uh, you came up with some of the coaches' salaries, which were, what, well, just what did you come up with? So I just looked at the top five, six coaches, and these names, you shouldn't be surprised. Number one, John Calipari, University of Kentucky, $8 million a year. Number two, well, formerly number two, Rick Pitino, formerly of University of Louisville, $7.7 million a year. And trust me, the guy who's replacing him is not making anywhere near that. Number three, Mike K, Mike Krzyzewski at Duke University, $7.2 million. Number four, Bill Self, University of Kansas. Number five, Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Bill Self, I'm sorry, $4.9 million. Tom Izzo, $4.2 million. And believe it or not, number six is Roy Williams, University of North Carolina, at $2.1 million. Now, I'm not going to cry one damn tear 
for Roy Williams because I know there's sneaker money. He's probably got a 401k up to five, 10 million. He doing all right. Maybe he feels bad because his program should have been suspended. I just won't say much about my salary. But the question begs, these guys combined make it over 50 million each year with a labor force that does not get paid. I mean, we're at in this country, and under what other circumstances would something like this take place? Is this America? I hope so. Or is this socialism? We've never heard of something like that. Just take one minute. Think of these salaries. How much? And you have a labor force that's not getting paid. Yes, they get the scholarship. They get a few stipend dollars, a thousand a month. But think about that. The place where you work, employees get a paycheck. You have a boss. It's based on labor, supply and demand, but not in this thing here. So when ticket prices go up, when food go up, all these things go up, but when one of these coaches get a bump, the other coach gets a bump. This is unbelievable, but the players get the same old, same old. So when Calipari wins a championship, he'll renegotiate. When they win a championship, they get a bonus check. What do the players get? Oh yeah, they get a free education. They get the same thing. This is, uh, I've never heard of something like this. This is not how capitalism works, not how systems work. Oh yeah, the amateur athletes, I forgot about that. Who work, or excuse me, student athletes who not work, quote, practice, work, whatever you want to call it, 40, 50 hours a week. At the end of the day, you know there's something wrong. The numbers I just gave you. The presidents of the university doesn't make that type of money. The vice provosts don't make that type of money. And you know they're pissed off, but guess what? They need these guys. Well, they're pissed off because they're not looking at it from the same perspective. You know, I guarantee you that there are coaches and athletic directors out there that believe that they're more valuable to the university than the actual president of the school. And arguably, they're probably right. There's a book uh, called Beer and Circus that talks about the problem where the presidents are coming from the academic side and these coaches, athletic directors, are coming from a business side. The two don't match. But it's an agreement that's made and that's agreed upon. And if you want to be a college president, you just keep it moving, son, because at the same time, you also know that these individuals have your tuition, have your student applications go up. So let me give you an example. If North Carolina gets 10,000 applicants and they get $50 a pop, that's revenue because they want to go to the game. So the presidents know the financial reality of these quote-unquote amateur athletes. They have these conversations all the time. But what are you going to do about it? Are you going to fire Coach K and get some guy from the local high school or the local junior college? No, you're not because once Coach K goes, all the talent goes. This is how it works. This is how these programs end up in the toilet. Because, like I said earlier, it's limited talent. Look at St. John's, DePaul, Temple. All these urban programs in the 70s and 80s cannot get the elite talent. The elite talent, that's why they call it elite. So the coaches are saying, because I can get elite talent, quote unquote, my run against the elite talent, only program that might, and again, it's all relative Duke because Duke is so consistent they managed to stay out of problems because most of their kids are second generation college kids. So they're coming from some piece of change. So usually, they can, and they do so well, they can get the top, top, top kids who are more likely not gonna get into any problems. 
because they win all the time. But don't think they don't do some shady stuff. And shady is a relative term. Let's make that clear. Something as simple as these tutors writing papers or taking independent studies and not showing up for class. Trust me, there's some rule re being rearranged, but it's all relative. Is it as egregious as Louisville or Duke? No way at all. Is it as egregious as University of North Carolina African American Studies Department? Probably not. But this is how you gotta think about it. So when you watch these games, just think this gentleman here is making all this money and their top five players are getting a scholarship. Most don't graduate. Most are not going to the league. And then when they win these championships, while these kids are jumping around, their agent is calling university saying, we want a bump. Or they call these booster clubs that give them money and awards on the side when they win championships. So for instance, when Urban Meyer, I believe, won his football championship in Florida, and even though the university had no raises, they have these private booster clubs that give them bumps. Are you kidding me? And what does the star quarterback get? Well, if it's Tebow, he probably went to church, but the other dudes that want some money and get no money. So we can see why that temptation to take the money. This makes sense. These kids are not stupid. They talk to one another. This guy is making five to six million. He's not shooting the jumpers. He's not doing the push-ups. And you're telling me I can't get no cake? No money? I totally understand that. And for all of you that say, oh, well, how could you do that? You're not being honest. You're the same type of person that would say, wow, during slavery, I'd have been Nat Turner. No, you wouldn't. You'd be right next to me picking that cotton. You want to be. We all want to be all type of things, don't we? We all want to be the good guy. We all want to be the one that's going to stop a terrorist threat. We all want to be the one that's going to save the world. Well, that's just not how the world works. How the world works is that people make decisions and they go who knows what. So when that envelope opens with 10000 cash, you're going to put it in your pocket. You might take it back out, but you're going to put it in your pocket. You're going to think about it. Yeah. Why? Because this is a system. You want the ice watch gleaming off the glasses, Scott? Shine like pledge, rocket like an astronaut. Pop the bottle fast, steam the crunk. Scott hooks like Kareem when the guillotine rip shot. Pissy hot like Mississippi stretch. Dropped so many grants at the bar, they was calling you Ulysses S. That is just so corrupt at the core. And no matter how they try to do it, it just seems to be the system. Now, let me give you new school Oregon. Bowl, bowl. They have the number one recruiting class. And you know who supports Oregon sports? Mr. Phil Knight and Nike. He's built everything. Cinderella, go Cinderella. Vehicles with propellers, exotic drinks with straw umbrellas. Made a whole lot from a little. Snap back, cats was handicapped, so they caught cripple. First class, never coach, no delay. The Roars Necesito as you pour down Carlito's way. Now, if you're going to tell me right now that Bobo, Manute Bowl's son, a seven foot two center who can dribble and shoot threes, and they had two other top players, aren't getting something or some deal, a back room or something, boy, you gotta be kidding. Used to say if you ever reached the top of the heap, you'd buy the subway so your mom's always had a seat. Now she in a stretch with a lobster to eat. And you meet a lot of people, but no plans on greeting defeat. Cause don't sleep if the job's incomplete. Cause it ain't about the bread, like I said, it's the whole week. How the hell do you get bold bold? To go to Oregon. It ain't about the bread, like I said, it's the whole week. How the hell do you get bowl bowl to go to it Oregon? It ain't about the bread, like I said, it's the whole week. Now, he did play high school in the West Coast. I think that helps. But at the same time, he'll start 
We're going to build the program, and you got Phil Knight coming to the game. It can't hurt if one of your top boosters is Phil Knight. Job on the side, a hookup, a connect. No matter what, Bow Bow is good. He does one year, maybe two, breaks his knee, he'll get a job in Nike somewhere selling Nike in Sudan or whatever. That's how it works, folks. Oregon is in the game, so watch him this year. Now, you'll see that coach, God forbid they win the championship, he'll get a 100% raise. But what do the players get? Access to Phil Knight? Could be. Probably. Because Phil Knight is Oregon sports. He built the track program. He's built the stadiums. Let's get into basketball. He probably did an analysis. A lot of money in that basketball. And that's why Bowl Bowl, yes, it's beautiful out there. Come on now. You know Phil Knight's involved somewhere. You get all them Nike sneakers and sweatsuits and track suits. Everybody getting hooked up. That's the end of the show, folks. We want to take a moment to wish everybody a safe and happy holiday. Follow us on Twitter at Dave and Beats. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes. We'll be back with another episode as soon as it's humanly possible, because without you, there would only be us. The dark brown shades of my skin Only add color to my tears Oh, oh That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul oh, 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 oh. Looking back over my false dreams That I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh-huh. Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh, Lord. Oh, something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this world of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city. Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, oh, Lord. Something is holding me back, uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? 